0: Hey, how you doing? And welcome back to Radio Albert The one, the only Radio Albert And I say that because I think I'm doing this With as little formal training as is humanly possible But I always wanted to do radio And one of the benefits of radio Right now, I am not wearing a shirt It's terrible in some ways But... Albert here lives in California, and as you may have heard, California is burning down. Plus, we have a heat wave, and when I do this radio show, i got to turn off the air conditioning unit in here, because it's old and cheap, and it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like an ocean liner is uh, going by. So, I'm in a sweat box when I'm doing the radio show, so the least I could do, take off my shirt. But it kind of it feels a little forbidden, but hey, that's one of the benefits of radio. And we always used to think, right, when we were kids, people on the radio, they could be naked. People doing the news, they could have no pants on. And um, when you're kids, you really kind of fixate on those sort of things. Anyhow, checking in with the chat, hey, here we go. You have no idea how privileged us Europe's feel to get the earlier stream, and that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing Radio Albert. It's really, it's nighttime over there in Europe, and so you can listen to this before you go to bed. Work out your problems, work out your frustrations, and vent a little bit, and we're all here as a community. All right, let's see this. Oh, was 85 plus for a few weeks without any rain, Fahrenheit, of course. I hope you have a bra, and at least, hey, you know what? The kid here doesn't need a bra. Um, I don't think, let me see. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, th- I don't think I'm there yet give me another year. You have a big storm rolling in. As f- Where, a uh, skillery guy. these fonts are so tiny. S-C-L-E-R, Skler, I don't, I don't know. But it says it has a big ro- storm rolling in and a red wind warning. What the hell is red wind? Is that like the red water, the red tide that you get at the ocean where the algae comes in? And then you're not supposed to be in the water and not supposed to eat anything you catch in it. It'd be terrible if there was an air... Like a wind version of that like yeah it's red wind you just don't want to breathe you can't you breathe it you're gonna die it's uh wind algae ag is saying good luck just went through five days no power from the tropical storm five days with no power oh man i'd be eating cereal right from the box which actually kind of sounds good right now anyhow life tip put water in the fridge and drink it cool yeah i do that my Fridge is really tiny. I don't know how I'd make room for that. And uh Drop Up Street says uh, Sorry, I'm mangling everything because I, where my eyesight is it's just like a line of color. All these names. My roof was leaking and the water was coming through the ceiling. Oh, I think I've had that happen. You know, one time I actually rented a small bungalow that was behind the house, which is the way that poor people like myself get to live in a residential neighborhood. And, And uh, it would fill up with water when it was raining. No kidding. I got witnesses to this. About seven inches of water down on the floor. And uh, you would just start walking through and splashing your way over to the bathroom. But it was a tile floor. It was brick tile because they knew it did that. And, you know, eventually I talked him into uh, doing a drainage ditch on the side of the thing. And then I regretted it. Because that was about a month of noise. Anyhow, here we go with some Radio Albert. We got a question today. Or I'm going to do it radio style. Welcome to Radio Albert. Today's topic, let me ask you, what is the drunkest night you remember? See, because I know there's going to be some you don't. <laughs> there might be many that you do not. But what's the drunkest night you remember? And what did you have to drink? I love these stories. And I'm gonna start with my own here. And I'm not even gonna put any music to it because it's so compelling, right? All alcohol, all alcohol stories are just naturally interesting to us people who have been to the heights and the valleys of alcohol. Meaning that we've gotten so drunk, we've done incredibly embarrassing things and down in the valleys, meaning we've had a hangover that lasted longer than 24 hours. I have had a two day hangover and I earned it. Okay so my the drunkest I remember I've actually got two that are a tie so I'll try to speed them up a little bit. Now as you might know for a while I was earning a paycheck uh, by moving scenery for student theater productions also helping them with lights and with sound and other things and uh, you know I was working the door, handing out programs making sure it all goes well, shutting down everything and cleaning up after they left. And I love doing it, right? See the kids, you, they had the dream. I just, uh, I miss it. But they used to invite me to parties. Now you can you imagine this is really like a non sequitur. Albert at a party with a bunch of college kids. Uh, I call them kids, right? No, 18 to 22. And I was so shy that I parked myself in the kitchen. But I had a couple of people to talk to. We just ended up kind of in the kitchen and were just talking. Now in the kitchen was where the alcohol was. I was right next to row after row of bottles people had brought in because people, you know, they were generous. Right? It was it was a fairly high end university, so kids could be generous, bring in these uh, bottles of whatever. I mean, it went everything from Fireball to vodka to some. We we'd bring Diet Seven up for some mixer. Just crazy stuff. Plus, it was in an apartment where there was already a lot of alcohol. So I was right next to the alcohol. Now, when you have social awkwardness, shyness compounded by the age difference between you and everyone else, and these are theater kids, so they're very extroverted. They always have things to say and fun things to... fun behaviors. So I'm feeling kind of out of my element, but, you know, I think I'm just adding more and more the social lubricant. I'm right there by the alcohol. I keep making myself those red potty cups filled with Coca-Cola and... Now, this is the problem. And... Just about everything they had. Peppermint schnapps with cola just to see what a mint cola would taste like. Of course, whiskey and cola and vodka and cola. That's vodka and coke's great drink. So is whiskey and coke, right? Maybe at one point, brandy... But then, at the end of the evening, I did a tequila and Coke. That was, that was the last drink I remember. Now there's a photo that, uh, that was taken. Now I barely remember this fo- what was happening when this photo was taken. Me passed out on a, a giant square cement thing in a park, face down. And uh, a guy named Zach, who you might remember from Velvet Stardom, he was (laughs) lying next to me with his arm around my shoulders like we were two guys walking into a bar except we were doing it horizontally. (laughs) And uh, we used that photo, I think, in some things. Um, And then I was passed out in the bathroom for quite a while because I made it back to the apartment. And I was laying next to, oh, this is so bad. I was laying next to the toilet, just kind of barfing clear liquid on occasion into the corner. Now, eventually they got me home and they brought a recycling uh, trash bucket in case on the, in the car I needed to barf again. And because of that, I inherited a re- recycling trash bucket that I got a lot of use out of for a lot of years because they never wanted it back. But um, that was, I think, a two-day hangover. I was very ashamed, so ashamed that I was scared to drink at parties for a long time afterwards. Oh, no, just like one drink, right? One drink and then I'd leave at 9 p.m., something like that. So uh, yeah, that was a really bad one. I, I felt so bad. You know what I sent them, the people who had the apartment, the two girls, it was uh, Emily and Leia, I think, were their names, and I sent them. a, a gift box of teas, you know, like black tea, green tea, peppermint tea, um, herbal teas, all this kind of stuff. A nice big fancy box, I sent it to him. And I felt so bad. Little did I know once I started um, getting more stories from people, that was kind of the way things were in that part of town, which I will name Isla Vista. And that, uh, that my behavior at that party was par for the course. It was not in any way crossing a line that was rare. It's more people do that per party in that part of the part of uh, California than anywhere else in the world. And that was just me participating in Sowing My Wild Oats. Okay, you know, here's the second story, real quick. Have you ever had a friend who had more money than they know what to do with? I, one time I did. I had a friend who had more money from his job and he just didn't, didn't know how to spend it. So he invited me to visit him in New York, and he showed me around, bought expensive dinners, it was, it took me to a, a couple shows, it was incredible. He just had so much expendable income, and uh, thought it was gonna last forever. So we're just throwing money around. We went to this bar in Manhattan called the Dead Rabbit, which if you're familiar with Dead Rabbit, means it's an Irish pub. And we went up to the bar and we started drinking early. It was still sun up. I still like, I don't know, before before sundown, right? I say 6 p.m. And we we're at the bar and it's not too crowded yet, so we're chatting up the bartender. The bartender's a real nice Irish guy. Super nice Irish guy with that great Irish voice. Ah. And we're looking at the drink menu. Now, because my friend has more money than he knows what to do with, nothing's off the table. All the signature drinks, all the fancy mixed drinks, They are all possible. So I saw a mixed drink that had a new alcohol in it. I had never heard of this alcohol before. It is an Irish hard alcohol, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but imagine in your head the word protein. Now take out the R. That's what I remember that word looking like. And it was as hard as whiskey, as hard as other things. And the little legend in the menu said that the Irish used to make it in cauldrons, like kettles, and that this one they were offering, which it's not a very common thing, right, but they were offering it, and it had also been made in kettles and cauldrons. So what do you think the purity on this thing is? Let's just take a guess here. I'm thinking that it maybe got filtered through a piece of fabric, if that, because it was very strong tasting. And it was mixed in with vanilla sugary like imagine bailey's but with this irish hard liquor in it imagine how good that tastes i did more than i can count and then the bartender did this he said hey you know i'm working on a drink you guys want a free drink i want to see what you guys think of this drink of mine and uh, I see the comments are scrolling, but don't worry, I'm gonna get right to the comments as soon as I finish this story. I'm trying to rush it through. Okay, so he, the uh, bartender, real friendly guy, says, you wanna try this drink I've been working on? I just, I really want some opinions on it. And we're like, oh yeah, okay, let's do it. Give me that, uh, give me that drink. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> we was so drunk already. It was me, my friend, and his uh, girlfriend at the time. Just, yeah, come on, uh, we wanna try it. It was a fruity drink. Sugary, fruity, like fruit punch With all sorts of gin And Probably rum Oh man Even thinking of it now So we drink it and it's delicious And we're like oh thank you, thank you for that That was wonderful, you gave us that for free And then we had more drinks so the Irish, with the vanilla cream and stuff And then there is a video That my friend had On his phone for a long time Which he kept And would love to show me which is me walking down the street with a cigar late at night, a very unpopulated Manhattan street with the biggest grin on my face and me just talking to newspaper machines and talking to mailboxes. Um, and It all ended with me on a stone park bench, my head down in my arms, and me barfing over and over, over the side of the table onto the grass. While my friend and his girlfriend were trying to hail a cab. But they knew they could not get me into a cab while I was barfing. The cabbies in New York are very, you know, they're very smart about that. They they make sure they don't get any woozy, woozy drunks in the back of their cab. So it took me about an hour to bring up enough of it that I could get into a cab. And then I was in a cab in the back seat going. <sighs> so i wouldn't throw up man right? and uh his girlfriend is like grabbing the back of my hand and giving it squeezes like don't don't concentrate concentrate do not barf we got back to his place as soon as i got out of the cab i ran to the side of a wall in the shadows and barfed again and as soon as we got back inside i barfed again in the sink but it was at this point it's just water coming up right because you drink water you barf drink water buff now i barfed so much that the next day i almost felt okay Just a little post-poisoned, but, uh, you know, those are the two drunkest nights I remember. I know there's many nights I do not remember, or cannot remember. It would take me too long. But those two, those are the drunkest ones I remember, and uh, those are the things I had to drink. So let me look here at the comments. I see a lot of text here. And Cosnoma says i you know i'm gonna scoot up try to get closer here that i could see sorry for the sound effects all right here that's a little closer just like whiskey dick all my alcohol stories are just embarrassing and sad yeah alcohol alcohol catalyst impotence it's uh it is a real danger i just imagine how great it would be to be a guy who could do it really really drunk Man, eh, there must be. I guess if you're really, really drunk, maybe it starts going the other way. I don't know. I don't remember. I really don't remember. Just typical of that part of town. Yes, it was. Oh, college days. My liver. The things I could do to my liver back then. Yeah, me hanging out with college kids. They just they couldn't, you know. I was, I was a real sweetie when I was putting together the shows. Because I just love them. And I understand the struggle. And I love that they had dreams. And they were great to me. They really were. So, uh, but I was out of my element. Why was I in Manhattan? Just visiting a friend because I had so much money, this friend, he could fly me out. That's how much expendable income he had at that time. is that amazing? Oh, poltine, potein. Yeah, it's moonshine made from potatoes. Damn, and I usually love stuff made from potatoes, like potato vodka. It's my favorite vodka, monopolova. It's my favorite, and also there's one here, it's called Blue Ice, I think is another one made from potatoes, so Chopin. From what I've read, the stuff that's made from potatoes has less of the stuff that gives you a hangover. Now, of course, all alcohol gives you a hangover in sufficient quantities, but there's a certain toxicity that comes from uh, congeners. I can't even, starts with the letter C. Apparently, stuff made from potatoes has less of that and is more pure just naturally, and uh, I got another potato vodka story I wanna do, but I'm gonna keep going with these comments. It's great. Like little witches, yeah, making them in the cauldrons. That's what they're doing out there. Okay, we got something from Spill Monkey. Uh, My friend G, he says, when I was 19, I drove seven hours to this hippie commune camp that the Church of the Subgenius rented out. (laughs) Church of the Subgenius that says it all. It was a big drug party in the woods for four days. Oh, God, four days? No, no, no. Wow. Absinthe played a major part of a four-day binge with little to no sleep. And it's funny you mentioned that, G, because last night on the game stream, we had, was it Ralph Aroni? He was saying that he was hitting the absinthe during the stream, and his comments were getting more and more interesting. And we were talking about what is real absinthe and what it takes to have real absinthe. You got to stick the wormwood in there. Is it legal, etc. So this is good. It's topical, right? I like this running this theme here, the absinthe. Now I got to get some. I remember that the, the vast majority of the long weekend, really, four day, drink and drugs. And you remember, oh, sorry, staying in front of that hangover. Yeah, that's the tough one trying to trying to keep running ahead of that train and that train is going to catch up even if you wind up in an asylum that train is catching up right that's what they used to put the drunks in if you have see the movie lost weekend you'll see where they used to stick to drunks yeah there's no such thing as rehab back then there were places where you dried out and there were big muscly men to keep you from freaking out and getting out of your bed and they'd smack you around if you started screaming that you saw rats coming out of the walls. Uh, staying in front of the hangover while keeping a grip on reality was a full-time job by day four. I bet. Wow. Um, you could imply maybe some of the uh, chemicals that were involved. And you don't have to be specific. Just maybe imply general categories. Because I'm fascinated by mixtures and what they do to the brain. Um, drove seven hours home without pants that Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you can almost take that story on the road, G. That's good. <laughs> I drove seven home. See, driving home without pants. Yeah, sure. Seven hours without pants. Like by hour three or four, you're like, there's got to be a way I can get pants. Can I get a trash bag <laughs> over my my lower area? Just anything, right? All right. And sclerae... It, Maybe add a, a phonetic pronunciation of your name in one of the comments so I don't butcher it and feel like I'm being bad. Like I feel mean when I try to read these crazy names. Um, funny, my drunk story involves, oh damn, involves the Poyton. Poyton? If anyone has a way to uh, pronounce that, also type it out phonetically. But uh, Poy, P-O-I-T-I-N. Um, That's probably not how you pronounce it, though. It's probably got some fancy pronunciation. Okay, Kaznuma says, the only time I really ever have fun being drunk is with my dad. Ah, that's cool. And we talk for hours about nothing and end the night speeding down back roads in a side-by-side at four in the morning. So side-by-side, you mean like motorcycle sidecar? That'd be very cool. Yeah, getting drunk with your dad. That's, that's wonderful. Five stars for you. Uh, Enigma Wave says, telling someone not to barf over and over again is the best way to get them to barf, because they're hearing it over and over and can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, so the girlfriend, she was giving me the hand squeezes to try to get me to concentrate on something else and was not saying the word barf. That I remember. She was just calling, we're almost there, almost there. So give me something to fix on. She was real nice. Her name was uh, Raquel. And um, she wonderful. She really was a very nice person. Um, oh, here we go. The pronunciation. Pronounced. Put-sheen. Or put-sheen. Put-sheen. Pachin. put Pachin. Pachin. Okay. That sounds evil. Doesn't that sound evil? It sounds like if the mafia ever gets you into an abandoned warehouse, it's what they put your testicles into. It's like... You want to call it a machine, but it's not really. It's a pachin, pachow. <laughs> yeah, 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 sack there. Okay, here we go from Dro- Drogi Post- Pope Street, Drogi Pope Street, Part One. When I was sixteen, I went to Rome as for a school trip, well, a week or so. We were staying in an actual monastery right in the center of the city where previous years from my school also had stayed at. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering why I'm reading this, this is going to become a podcast. So all of our, all of our shames are going to be in the, in this forever. That's why it's good that you all got these funny names that I cannot pronounce. So we're in the clear, <laughs> you know, your, your attorney is going to be in court going, your honor, listen to this. This is obviously not my client. Drogy poopy step street. That's not it. your honor. In case dismissed. There, I did the gavel. Okay, so, so that's why I'm reading these comments. I know you can all see them, but um, this is to put them into podcast. Here we go. Drogy. Quip Street says, when I was 16, we went to Rome for a school trip for about a week or so. Now, we were staying in an actual monastery right there in Senator City, where previous years from my school also stayed at. And there was a bar with mostly girls in it that we went to almost every night. Okay. Here, here we go. They sold five shots pure vodka for five euros. Otherwise, it was two and two and a half euros per everyone got them all in groups of five all the time okay so what I remember from being over there uh, uh, a while back is that the euro at the time was about one euro two dollars so you can correct me on that for what it was the exchange rate at the time you were there so I'm looking at five shots for ten dollars that is a very good price even at the cheapest bars where I work stages by the airport and biker bars. In biker bars, to get that kind of bulk discount, you gotta do about 40 shots. It's usually Jägermeister. Um, so, okay, now I'm gonna get to part two, part two of this story, and then I'm gonna jump back up. Um, so they sold five shots for five euros. And because it was so much cheaper, then everyone's buying them in the, these groups of five. Well done. Okay, part two. The monastery, aka Monk Place, required everyone to be back at 10 o'clock. That's when they closed the doors. Teachers who guided the school trip were very strict uh, with us to be back on time. The result is that everyone got totally wasted on the cheap shots, usually with the teachers, doing shots with the English teacher who sent you to the principal's office only weeks before. Yeah, that's one of the things I remember about uh, these theater kids. They could like smoke pot with their professors because, you know, theater, you got to be open and expressive and all that stuff. But uh, very cool uh, acting instructors. They're very nice people. Theater professors, they really are. Okay, so sorry, I got a sidetrack there. So um, everyone's getting totally wasted on cheap shots, sometimes with the teachers. And then they're all rushing back to the monastery right before 10 o'clock. trying to sweat some of it out too no doubt although that doesn't work i've tried it i've tried running around the block many many times to try to sweat it out before going to sleep so i wouldn't have a hangover i just ended up dehydrating myself even more it was worse once back inside the monastery we could basically do whatever we wanted part three we were staying at a hundred people with a hundred people same with a hundred (laughs) people It's uh, it's typed out. We were staying with uh, 100 people, a very certain 100 people on the third floor of the building. It was huge. And we had one long corridor lined with dorm rooms for around eight people each, I'm assuming. Okay, so one night after a few too many shots. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention there were so many girls at the shots bar because it was a lesbian bar. Dun, 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 dun doing bulk discount shots at the lesbian bar I, I got the title for my next comedy album okay so uh one of my friends got chatted up there and they showed a picture of their boobs to him boob i've been fighting boob on these anti-sex gaming nights here on twitch but now now we can be pro-boob that's how radio works several witnesses corroborated stories so anyway one time i had too many of the shots and Oh, no, I got to wait for him to post the next text. Um, You know what I'm going to do? In the meantime, I promised you that I would play you a little bit of slowed down Wang Chung. And now that we're talking about, of course, these inebriated states to the point of self-poisoning, it's only fair that we take these Wang Chung people. You see him right there. All right? Let me move that over a little bit. And if you listen to the podcast, I just called up a picture of Wang Chung back from the 80s where they had all that 80s haircut 80s product in their hair making those 80s faces at the camera and here it is everybody have fun with the Wang Chung song slowed down to a nice slow I like it better this way and this is us drunk I hope you can hear this I can't really tell I didn't test this audio but- this is us staggering around trying to sing this song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Okay. So we can keep this song in mind instead of trying to fade out. Here we go. Vaporwave Chung, yeah. This is them. And, uh. You know, before you get to part four of this story, I gotta tell you. Wang Chung. Whenever I see these 80s bands, and I'm just showing a photo of them right now as they are today, when I see 80s bands and how old they got, I feel a goose walk over my grave, as they say. And uh, this is another song that I like to use. To it's the guy on the left you see there, he's the one singing. How they sound like now? <laughs> Why am I so amused by these such noises? He sounds like I don't know a giant unit <laughs> from some Arabian harem. <laughs> okay, bitch. This is the so long, uh, chungs. Okay, here we go. We got to part four. So doing bulk discount shots in the lesbian bar, go back to the, uh, the monastery, and there's a lot of people, someone got photograph, saw a photograph of boobs, or got shown a photograph of boobs. Anyhow, our hero here says, anyhow, one time he had too many of the shots and made it safely back to his bed. Whereupon, lying down, he was taken by a furious headache, which sent him a coded message. His headache sent himself a coded message. Huh. Never thought of headaches that way. As separate entities. Autonomous entities. But, you know, who knows what was in that vodka, right? I mean, bulk discount vodka. It's coming out of a plastic barrel that's about four foot high um, out back by the van. Okay, so, which he uncoded this message from his headache as, You will barf in the next ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So he got up, tried not to be too hasty, because you don't want your roommates to know that you're about to barf. That is true. You want barf discretion. This was a gamble that didn't work out for me so well. I opened the door to the corridor, only halfway to the safety of the bathroom, and immediately barfed on the floor with my hand still on the doorknob. All right, getting to part five here. This is good. And then I go back up to the other comments. So he puts a hand in the doorknob, barfs on the floor. I felt a great relief because the headache dissipated quickly. Oh, it's nice. In the corner of my eye, I saw my Latin teacher, 26 year old, fresh teacher. Ooh, fresh teacher. Oh, you love it when they're serving up fresh teacher. <laughs> Joaquim, approaching me from the right. The look on his eyes told me he had seen what I just did and my reaction was to bolt away from him to the left where the stairwell is. I ran up the stairs to where another group of school kids from another country was staying, and I sprinted to their bathroom. I stayed there for 15 minutes and then returned. Okay, maybe there was more barfing. You could, uh, you know, elaborate on that if you, a bit if you want. Oh, here we go, part six. The floor in front of our dorm room was completely clean. Whoa, my roommates informed me that the Latin teacher, when he could not find me, went back to the dorm room and forced the first person next to the door, a Chinese kid named Stephen, to clean it up. Oh, yeah, I bet Stephen's going to be a fan of everything to do with you and Europe and Europeans and Americans. That Chinese kid, he went on to do the covid (laughs) no he did not steven i'm not gonna accuse you of that but if whatever you did in, in for revenge we would almost understand and then uh part seven laughed my ass off and this guy basically hated me for the rest of school yeah you know it's just what can you do right i once had a friend that i would took home from a champagne brunch don't ask right it was just it was at a movie studio um, this was back when I was trying to make connections way long ago, and I picked up a friend who had gotten his, talked his way into a champagne brunch, and by the time I picked him up, he was so weird and woozy that I put him in the back of the pickup truck, because back then you could do this. You could have people driving the back of a pickup truck, no seat belts, no nothing. It's a long time ago. And uh, this person barfed over the side of the truck over and over and over on the way home. And so one side of my truck, was very barfy and he seemed better so guess what i did i made him clean it right there this was a hose and bucket and all that kind of stuff and he seemed willing to do it but now i think when i've been in drunk states like holy hell i should have just done it right i'm sober i could just turn a hose on something it's no big deal why do we punish those who are drunk and then buff it's too universal Anyhow, I'm going to scroll back up here, see if uh, it's going to let me do this. Scroll back up here. I want to get some more comments that uh, passed by in this story. Um, Wang Chung looks like a Christian country duo, says Cyberpunk Rosary. Yes, they did kind of look like that. That is true. Wow, Wang Chung. Love those guys. You know they're still doing concerts? I got to see them. It's in 2021, of course. And it's over in the UK. Maybe I'll get over there by then. Uh, I got a couple buddies over there. I'd love to see that. Um, So uh, Enigma Wave says, The magic really starts to happen when you slow down from 45 to 33. Yeah, so many good songs from slowing it down. They just get awesomer and awesomer a lot of those 80s songs. I'll do some more next time. Okay, Spill Monkey says, That weekend, the weekend where he did the four-day binge out in the forest, was my first and only time with both LSD and shrooms, Whoa, those sometimes do not shake hands well. First and only time with real absinthe, lots of green in all various forms, I also know that I bought plenty of whatever terrible alcohol my 19-year-old self could get a hold of and no water. It's the kind of weekend that can no longer exist in the age of smartphones and cameras. Yeah, everyone get totally busted forever. And, you know, the people be putting this up on YouTube. You just live in infamy forever. I also smoked up with Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo. While he w- oh, my God. He was a booster of the church. I just want to tell you. The greatest concert I ever saw was Devo. And it was at the... uh what's the del amo um it's the fairgrounds north of san diego but south of oceanside there on the coast del mar the del mar fairgrounds a free concert by devo out in the parking lot and the concert's free because they're just trying to get you to go to the fair or go to the racetrack Right, So you just bet up a storm and you, they get money that way. Devo gave a free concert out in this parking lot. And you're thinking, oh, oh that just shows how washed up they were at this time. It's about five years ago, um, six years ago. But no, no, they were not washed up, maybe four years ago. They were not washed up. Devo is never washed up. They gave the greatest concert ever. They did three costume changes, that concert. <laughs> Tons of video behind them. Lots of cool interaction with stuff. Mark Mothersbaugh was taking these small bag of chips like you get out of the vending machines. He was taking them out of the pockets of his overalls, rubbing them on the crotch of his overalls, and then throwing them out to the audience. And also at the very end, you know those magic super bouncer balls, like the little rubber balls that just bounce impossibly high? They had a bunch of those with smiley faces on, and they just started bouncing out big handfuls into the crowd. And I caught one. And I have it. It's one of my most treasured possessions in the whole world. That little green smiley face bouncing ball right from the hand of Mark Mothersborough. Incredible band, Devo. Incredible. All right, so I won't, I'm scrolling back up again. Um, that's a great G, though. I, I love that. Shout out to Devo. Cyberpunk Rosary said, Reminds me last time I owned a TV, I saw a Pop-Tart commercial that featured everyone have fun tonight. Yeah, that's about where that song ended up. I also, of course, beer commercials. um, I think an automobile commercial. Yep, yep, yep. And because of that, Wang Chung rolls around on a pile of money. It is true. It is really true. I've read an interview with these people and they're like, yeah, the reason that would lighten these cigars with $100 bills is from the commercials and also like TV shows just grabbing their songs. Okay, so here's going to be... A little bit of pronunciation help for this name. E. like scary. Oh, Sclari, Sclary with an L. Uh, okay, Sclary. all right, that's it. Okay, Sclari, I'm gonna fix up my head. And we got a story here from Sclary. part one of three. I was in charge of a hundred or so volunteers. You know, this feels like I'm reading the letters out of one of those porn magazines, like penthouse letters. Like, I never believed this would've happened to me. But yeah, I walked into a record store and there was only a topless girl behind the counter. What are the odds, right? Um, That has never happened to me. I'm just pulling that out of the air. Uh, That'd be great though. But you know, sometimes you're feeling like, damn, I'm kinda obligated now to try to sex with this thing. This thing, (laughs) the person. Okay here we go with sclary part one i was in charge of a hundred or so volunteers in a music festival in the foothills of the wicklow mountains in ireland rock on all right i was a very it was a very stressful job and that stress was equally matched by my will to get annihilated on the saturday night yeah those are can be the worst ones when you're looking forward to getting blasted blotto then by the time you get there, you feel you've earned it because you've waited. And also you want full bang for your buck. You want your fantasy to match this thing you've been promising yourself. So, yeah, you drink till you're blind. All right. Now, here's part two from Sclery. I remember calling about 20 volunteers to an impromptu meeting. They had a liter of Puchin, that devil alcohol, in, a, in glass bottles. And a backup bottle in my tent. I asked everyone if they were drinking and if they said yes I asked were they drinking drinking in quotes and I did finger quotes when I read that and thus bestowed the puchin. (laughs) Okay part three. It's gonna have a happy ending I can just tell. Most people were immediately turned off and it more or less Ended up with me solo slugging, oh no, potato, this potato vodka, by myself with an audience. I lost part of my vision. (laughs) Yeah. That's not funny. Albert, stop it. I lost part of my vision and woke up when they were serving breakfast in the kitchen tent. I was passed out on a chair. It was hard to look at all my volunteers in the eye after that. I left out the details of my belligerence. Okay because yeah, those are really embarrassing and also this is going to be archived forever in the podcast. So we'll leave out the stuff that's so embarrassing, it ends our political career. And by that I mean that just kind of ends our life in general because we're not having political careers. Okay, I left out the details of my belligerence. Couldn't even stand up straight the next day, damn. Felt like a gorilla squeezing my kidneys when I did. Ah, good times. (laughs) Oh man, I hope there's no people on death row that like they do a final confession and that's the way they end it. No, no, because they shouldn't. That's bad, 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 bad from bad people. Enigma Waves is right about going from 45 to 33 and a third. Says casnoma Yeah, I think, and you know on a, the old LP plays that you could just do that automatically, because you know the little records you're supposed to do at 45, the little singles. And then the bigger albums play slow at 33 because there's more information they got to cram on there. But there's no way there's no way that the record player makes you play anything at any speed. So you could take an album and play it at 78, which was another setting they had for really old records, and then uh, everyone sound like chipmunks, which was funny when you're a little kid. It's like, oh yeah, I want to listen to the Cars. I love this group. Yeah, just what I needed. Oh, one of the great songs. You know, I want to have it be sung to me by a chipmunk. <laughs> Go for it. Go, chipmunk. Oh, I'm going to do that next time, too. I'm going to play slow and fast songs. What the hell? <laughs> Just getting loopy here in this sweltering apartment. <laughs> Talking to all you wonderful people, though. Um. Oh, Madonna and Italo. Oh, God, I got some Italo disco songs. There's one where a guy's coughing and sneezing. I swear that's part of the song. Love it. Um, but I don't think I can play Madonna when I'm alone in an apartment. It just sends the wrong signal to myself and also the wrong signal to my future self who's going to have to look back on all the things I've done and say, wait, you listened to Madonna? Who, who put a gun to your head? And what, or Did you lose a bet? What bet did you lose that you're in an apartment and of all the songs in all the world you put on Madonna? But now that it's been suggested to me, I guess I'm in the clear. All right, Cyberpunk Rosary says, having internet troubles will be... Okay, no worries, man. Be heading out for tonight. Glad I could finally make a stream for once. Hey, no worries. I'm doing this because I want people across the ocean to be able to chime in with stories. And you see these about it, the game stream. I gotta just play a game or figure out a game and I'm reading comments while ripping on a game. But these are genuine discussions between gentlemen and gentle ladies. And we're gonna get to the bottom of things. And these stories are so fantastic. And uh, someone said something in one of these stories, and it made me remind myself of one of the stories that, uh, God, I'm scrolling up just in case, because it was Sclary. He did something, which was Wicklow Mountains in Ireland. Going to get an island. Oh, yeah, the tent. All right, I'm going to do a quick little story in a second. But a couple more comments here. Everyone, Sclary says, everyone needs a dose of... And we're going to say these letters because these letters are safe letters. Everyone needs a dose of MDNA. You hear that, Twitch? NA. So it's um, something else. It's not what you're thinking it is. The letter N is in Nancy. Or oh, nitrogen, which I've heard is another fun thing. Amsterdam rocks. Boom. From uh, to Cyberpunk Rosary. From another name I cannot pronounce. Sorry, I'm butchering these names. It's the long one that starts with "D, drogie, well, street. I concur with that, and I also think that everyone needs to do, one time, a half dose of LSD in public. What it brings out in your feeling toward other people is very interesting, um, because remember, what's the thing we hate? Who are the people that deserve to die? jerks, overlords too, right? Idiots, eh, you know, they're really, they're just expendable, but you don't want to, you don't want to murder someone for being an idiot, right? Well, you want that, but it's not really justified. However, the jerk deserved to die. And we don't want to be a jerk. We want to be the compassionate, nice guys so that we have, of course, justification. But, um, yeah, LSD, shroom. And you think, Okay, if we're going to take it, and the walls are going to start melting. Don't take that much. Take enough that your emotions start getting rewired. And it's just a level below visuals. Visual screwing up your, your, your perceptions of things. Right below that, you're still feeling like, oh, what the has moved into my brain? It's overwhelming, but it's, an, it's a totally emotional experience. Happiness, wistfulness, sadness, regret All these things Big, beautiful, wonderful, turbulent Fantastic So you gotta do that But if you do too much Then you're just like Oh, I can't even I close my eyes and things are screwed up And I open my eyes and things are screwed up No good But, I mean, we all got that on the bucket list at least once, right? Having our eyeballs lie to us that way Mike Delta November Alpha, exactly, offer today's recording to AA meetings. Hey, I'd love to do some good in the world like that Um, because, you know, the thing is, all things in moderation, if there's one thing I want on my tombstone that people can read and imbibe as a lesson, all things in moderation, everything in moderation. Maybe like murder and other bad. The, 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 no, it's not in moderation. But I mean, all things you ingest in moderation. And then uh, Bob's your uncle, as the Brits say. Okay, one last quick story. Um, uh, I had a girlfriend for a long time, and she was fantastic, but I'm not going to give a name. But she was just wonderful. It was a long-time girlfriend, and I went out camping with her and her friends. And she had friends from an, another place. And... Um, I got very, very drunk, and the night we were playing something like Trivial Pursuit, I don't know, we were playing some board game, out on a bench, out in the forest, near the tent, and I was very empty stomach, which was a mistake, and I was drinking Gatorade and vodka, which is another mistake on an empty stomach, and also you think, once you start drinking, hey, I'm hydrating, at the same time, I'm drinking alcohol. It doesn't work like that. You got to do the Gatorade separate and after. And you know what, we're going to do another, we're going to do next radio, but we'll do hangover strategies um, next week, next Wednesday. Here's the quick story. I got so drunk that I couldn't go into the tent when they were going into the tent because I was going to be barfy, right? And I laid down on the bench, laid down on this bench, totally dark, right? Forest fires out. There's no lights anywhere. Totally dark on this bench. I'm laying there and I swear to you, a raccoon came up to me and massaged my thigh. Now you're saying that, okay, what is this, a punchline? I swear it's true. The inside of one of my thighs, I think it was my left thigh, you know the way that cats prepare a bed? They do like left paw, right paw, left paw, right paw, like they're patting it down. I swear to you, and I was not hallucinating, a raccoon, I was out there on the bench, and rats, a raccoon, this brave, giant raccoon, because there was a bunch of them around, I could tell. Came up and started doing that to the inside of my thigh. And I didn't—I couldn't even swat it away or anything. I was so drunk. Because I was basically paralyzed drunk. I really had a raccoon. But if, you, if you're like me and you live in a place where raccoons are, um, that's par for the course. They are very brave. Uh, the bigger they get, the braver they get. And let me see you... Uh, okay... I think we're done for the day. I wanna thank you so much. These drunk stories made my Wednesday. Oh, that was fantastic. And, oh wait, we got a a couple late entries here. You may have had an encounter with a furry. I had a a real furry. Take that, you furry fans out there. I got the real thing. And um, it was not a turn on at all, I have to say. It was actually very frightening. Because if a raccoon feels like it could do that, what's it going to do next? Like, mount your face? (laughs) Don't stop visualizing that. Albert orders you, do not visualize that. Okay. Um, Another time I went to Morning Becomes Electra, a theater play. I am familiar with that one. Thank you. For our English class at at a pre-party where everyone tried to get as drunk as possible to endure the boredom three hour play for 15 year olds and maybe it was starring 15 year olds if it was a, 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 for a class but three hour play yeah plays do get like that sometimes i love it though oh man Iceman cometh it's a eugene o'neill play and the guy as a as a human being was a total jerk you just need he needed to get smacked around almost every day of his life but the Iceman man cometh um, watch the watch it. They, they did a couple movies of it. And the one who has... What's his name? Not James Coburn. Lee Marvin. The one who has Lee Marvin in the lead. And it was a movie done in the 70s. And Jeff Bridges. Yep, Mr. Tron. Mr. Flynn from Tron. He shows up in it as like a young revolutionary. Oh, it's great. Iceman cometh. Um, and it's long. It's about three hours. And it's all talking. But hey... It's great still, it's still great. I don't know how Eugene O'Neill did it. These long plays and yet some of them are so good. Um, all right, here we go. Oh, thank you, Albert. No, thank you, Sklery. Thank for the wonderful stories. Uh, the only thing I could find was some lemonade. This is stories continuing. So they're trying to get as drunk as they can to go to this three hour play. The only thing I could find was some lemonade which tasted even worse than the vodka on its own. Oh, man. It ended up being syrup which i chugged a few vodka mixes of so actually maybe i wasn't very drunk but during this play i went to the bathroom at least five times to throw up <laughs> and to thank you for the recommendation um yeah no worries any of the recommendations i made i i'm really doing these are real true recommendations So, oh yeah, sometimes you get the mixers, like the sugary stuff, and what it does, it does that extra fermentation in your stomach, and then, yep, barfy time, lots and lots. So as I head out, and uh, we all go back to our lives, I just wanna give you one last bit of wonderful advice, and this is from a friend, of course, Al Sweringen, from Deadwood. Pain or damage, don't end the world, or despair, or fucking beatens. The world ends when you're dead. Until then, you got more punishment in store. Stand it like a man. And give some back. Alright, you folks. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that people in that very distant time zone got to hang out. Ah, oh, love you folks so much. Okay. See you next week at this same time. And then also I'm doing some game streams and stuff. But hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. And see you next week. Bye-bye.